question to Nisarga Tamaraj, which okay. somebody asked, and he asked about ego. <laughs> and uh, Maharaj answered as the ego is, the, he answered first as there is sense I am, which is aham. And then he say, replied there is say, feeling, there is sense I am identified with the body, which is ego. But he then he goes the questioner ask again more a bit more in detail and his reply is ego is the nature of three gunas and it's not a title but it's it's uh, it's it's just a sense I am prior to words so basically it's in its purest form it is sense I am and the very moment the words are put into it it, it becomes identified with the body we understand all of this. Because what happened is that the questioner seems to be asking Shimara, he says, "What what is the e- what is ego?" And uh, it seems Shimara, he already answered that uh, really ego really doesn't exist. The ego is really an idea. Hmm? What he says is existing is that natural intuitive presence, the feeling I am when we feel the feeling of existence in this body, the feeling I am, and it's not the ego. So it seems that the question was still the question was still pressing for more elucidation about it, and what Mara says is that in effect, because he said already there's no ego, and he explains it now by saying that uh, there's only the three gunas, and I want to explain because the term gunas mean mm, like there are three sort of energetic qualities if we can understand it, three energetic qualities. When consciousness manifests, there are these three aspects or energetic qualities that that um, arise in consciousness. And these qualities, one is sattva, or gunas they call or Sattva guna is like the gunas or the quality of purity, which is uh, manifested in the form, like if you have... Uh, mm, Desire for truth, love for truth, deep meditative nature, this type of thing. It can also have, it also carries across even like with food, they say, sattvic food, which is the food which I also call silent food, that this type of food is very good if you have a, if you are very interested in meditation. It will not agitate uh, thought activity, quiet food. Then there is Rajaguna, Raja's equality, Rajaguna, which is the the guna or the energetic quality that manifests as passion and desire and, you know, sort of restlessness and, you know, uh, exuberance and uh, this type of uh, guna is one another aspect of how consciousness can manifest energetically. And then there's another guna they call, which is the tamaguna, which is this guna is uh, the base guna, very base guna, very resistant. The quality of this uh, guna is very resistant, very strong identification with the body, uh, very lethargic, full of resistance also. And what Sri Maharaj is saying is that these energetic qualities that have such distinct um, expressions. The interplay between these qualities is producing the particular expression of life 
in each form. And all these expressions are perceived in the I amness, the feeling I am, which functions as the witnessing or observing power. Uh, so in this type of explanation, he is not included any space for a private ego. So therefore, what is ego? It says that when the I amness identifies with the body, because I am is not the body, it's not the body, it's uh, the being, the spiritual being. But it tends to identify with the body, and then it believes, I am the body. You see? I am the body. Then this I am the body feeling is really an expression of Tamaguna, actually. You see? Then I am the body, and then somehow also the conditioning that arose uh, in a particular body, depending upon the circumstances of where you live, who your parents are, what religion surrounds you, and so on, will determine also your orientation, also, and then there are some um, uh, aspects that may arise. You know, maybe you find that there's strong energetic tendencies to uh, be curious about life and want to conquer the world and so on. This is the expression of Rajaguna. That just happens. Nobody knows why it, it happened like that. And then sometimes in any one individual, in any one individual, there is. Uh, one of these tendencies is predominating. You see? Sometimes uh, uh, there's more sattva in one aspect of expression than another aspect, and it's more raja. But overall, there might be more a taste that you may say, this, is very, this person's got a sattvic uh, sort of predisposition, a sattvic um, temperament. That sattvic uh, uh, temperament may also have rajasic inclinations and tamasic inclinations as well, but that the the smell or the energetic fragrance of that being is more that it's in the ascendance of uh, uh, sattva guna. Another one uh, has a sattvic quality, but somehow has predominant more raja quality. Maybe very much to do with going out to life and and getting things and always dreaming and projecting and pursuing. This is tendency of Raja Guna. And sometimes that Guna is the ascending and the presiding Guna. It's almost like that is the presiding Guna. Another time, another temperament uh, in another body, the, the predominant fragrance is Tamaguna, which is a person who is very resistant, can't bother about anything, full of cynicism, full of resistance, you know, believe that I am the body and so on. This is the predominance of Tamaguna. Now, each of these, Mara say, that in each form, there is an interplay of these, of these Guna. It's going on. And it's that interplay that is being presented as ego. When the I amness forgets its witnessing position and starts to identify with the body and, uh, and the tendencies of the Guna, then that, you say, arises as ego. I know many people probably won't understand this type of discussion. I don't know. You see? I'm going to give it an English, not an English, but uh, in what English people, English-speaking people, Western people maybe more understand. I will tell you one parable of Jesus that is a little bit like this also. Jesus told a story about the sower the of seeds. It's like a farmer 
he goes out uh, to sow seeds. He has a bag of seeds. And it says, as he goes out sowing seeds, he's throwing the seeds. Some of the seeds, it falls on like the concrete. It falls on the concrete and immediately the birds come and eat them. You see? Now, as he's throwing the seeds, some seeds are falling on the stone, stony places. Okay? Now, these seeds that fall in stony places, immediately they start to sprout. Okay? They start to sprout. But then when the sun comes up, because they don't have any really proper root, they, the sun is too much for them and they, they're gone. You see? Then he's still throwing uh, some. And then some of these seeds, it falls on kind of um, uh, amongst the weeds. Weeds, weedy, which is not, uh, you know, you don't understand weeds. They, some seeds, they fall amongst the weeds. These seeds, they grow, you know, but together the, the weed is growing and the seeds are growing. But eventually the, the, the weeds overtake them and suffocate them and they don't go any further. And then some seeds actually fall on very good soil, very good ground. And they sprout and they grow and become trees and they bear good fruit and they become shelter for the animals, you see, and they are beautiful, you see. So, the meaning of this parable is that the sower of the seed, you see, is called like the, the prophet or a saint, is also bringing a new view of uh, the manifest world and the spiritual understanding. Some seeds fall on the concrete, meaning that these words sometimes they come to some people but they don't have any chance to germinate as they, they hear the word the the supreme word but uh, it's like the birds come and take those seeds quickly meaning that they don't get a chance to even go inside is that something just distracts them and they forget this thing it's finished no germination some seeds they're falling on stony places now these seeds they sprout very quickly when they sprout very quickly they're growing you know but as soon as the sun come they they have no power so they collapse this is uh, the example for those people they hear the word okay and they respond the seed is growing the plant is growing they respond they feel they're touched by the word or the presence of the being and the, the spiritual knowledge but the sun comes up means that as soon as some adversity some difficulties come because they're not established inside the heart. They don't have any real root. They are quickly, they, the seed doesn't really live. It dies very quickly, withers in them. And then there are some seeds that are thrown and they fall in the weedy places, wild flowers, wild plants. They grow together. These are people who they get the word, they, they feel, they go to satsang, they feel beautiful wow they're growing spirituality is developing together they're growing but what happens is that the weeds also are growing meaning that they're perhaps in some environment or some society or some company that somehow is challenging them all the time you see but because of the mm, maybe the fashion of thinking is very negative very rajizic because of the, the, the way of thinking is very negative and there's a lot of difficulties and challenges of living in a society where 
there are so many things to think about. These weeds, they suppress the plant and they also die. They don't germinate into awakening, into enlightenment, you see. But some seeds, you say, they throw and they good they fall into good ground. And then they continue, they grow. Nothing can stop them, you see. Rain cannot stop them, sun cannot stop them. You see, like this. Animals cannot stop them. They are growing and they become like powerful trees. And when they come to full maturity, all the beings can sit under their shade. They give fruit and flower, and everyone is happy with these ones. These are those beings who come to satsang, and they feel the truth happen inside their heart, and they respond to it. And, and nothing, no adversity, no body, no belief system, no, no politics, no hardship can stop them, because they really, they've really found the most high thing. And so they get challenged, but they don't fall. And eventually they become the Buddhas. They are the Buddhas, you see. Now, when I was growing up, I heard this parable when I was a child, because I grew up in this Christian country. And my love for Jesus was, uh, you know, everyone loved Jesus. No? I used to feel that these were different types of people. There was my mind. It's a different type of person, you see. The ones that fall by the stones, the ones that fall on the concrete, the ones that fall in the weeds, you know, and the ones that fall in the good side, different type of person. But then it became more clear that sometimes it is the same person. Sometimes it is the same person, but at different stages in their life. You see? At one time they hear the they hear the truth, but it didn't something they were in the wrong company and uh, they didn't uh, assimilate that truth in the heart. They were easily distracted and they forgot about it. Or they got into some trouble and or they couldn't afford, they had no money, couldn't pay the rent and it was too much on the mind and all of this didn't get a chance to germinate. But there comes a time, even for the same person, that everything is happening completely smoothly. Nothing can stop them. It's your time. It's your time. It's your Buddha moment. You see, Nothing's going to stop you. So even if you lose a member of your family, if you lost your job, you got no money, you become sick, none of these things can stop them, you see. <laughs> Nothing can stop them. Then this one is uh, this one they say, this one uh, will reveal the Buddha face, the Christ consciousness, same thing. You see. So this is what uh, when this one realizes who he is or she is or it is, when they realize their true nature, no? They see that all the other things, all the other phases of existence, they were all dream. But they will only know this when they wake up. While they are dreaming, they don't know it. When you are in the dream, everything feels real. Only when you wake up, you realize, oh, it was a dream. Then you realize everything is dream. But while you are in the dream, if they tell you it's a dream, you will say, yeah, it's all a dream, but actually you are still in the dream. You are still a customer of the dream. You can't come out, you see. So this is the this is what Sri Maharaj was trying to um, convey. <coughs> With these three quality, they are real quality of uh, um, consciousness. Consciousness arising, or is uh, a way of the mind to describe them 
I mean, okay, let me put it another way. We look at the world, what we call the world. For each, for each one, the world is a bit different. I say there's one earth, but there are millions, millions of worlds. Six and a half billion worlds for the human world. And so many different species, all of them are projecting the world according to their temperament, their, their, their psychological ability, their consciousness ability. They are perceiving the world. Because a mosquito is also looking at the world, but he's not looking at the world like a human being. He has eyes also, but he's not seeing Christmas tree, not seeing, or he doesn't know it's bank holiday. They're, not, they're a completely different world. All these species have their own world. This is their world also. The worm, it's, this is his world also. The giraffe, this is his world also. The monkey, this is his world. The bird, this, this is their world. The human being, this is his world. You see? I mean, and in the human world, there are billions and billions of perspectives of looking at it. So are we looking at one world? No. Each one is looking at the world through their conditioning, through the, the influence, you know, some influences which are untraceable. We don't know how we come to be perceiving like we perceive, you see. Each one is looking through a unique uh, binoculars at the world. Like this, depending upon your mental, emotional conditioning, your religious conditioning, social conditioning, all of these conditioning, shape the way that you perceive this world. If you have the feeling, I am this body, then already you are perceiving the world on a very limited way. And you may, in even in the world of limitation, based upon all the beings who have the feeling, I am the body, that world is so diverse. No, we cannot meet. Everyone has a different idea of what is their ideal, what is the heaven for them, what is the hell for them. Is it? As you begin to somehow discover you are the consciousness and not just the person, not just the form, but you are the witness of the form and the senses of time and relationship, all these things, then the world becomes much more subtle and the game changes. The game of perception changes. It becomes more subtle, more beautiful, more deep. You begin to see on levels that most people they can't see. They are living still as flesh and blood. So they're living in a flesh and blood world. But now you're living in a more intuitive world. You're seeing that, wow, your energy is moving and somehow understanding in a deeper way. More and more refined your consciousness become. Then you are also disappearing as a private entity your whole sense of self-perception is changing and you're not anymore one citizen among six and a half billion other citizens. It's more that you're the seer and all these worlds and all these beings are arising in you because you're consciousness. You're not just a form. And all of this is just a change of concept, a twist of consciousness. It changes the entire world and the way it feels for you. So we're not just looking on an objective world solid matter. It's not like this. We are looking through so many filters you are looking through. But for the jnani, none of it really matters because they know all of it is dream. All of it is dream. Even now, the way in which I feel inside my body in this is also dream. My greater being is, being, is housing all of these impressions. They are arising in me 
but they don't create any disturbance because I know myself. I'm not identifying with the movement. I can perceive the movement. But I have no judgment against the movement. I have no cynicism against the movement. Because this movement is also my movement also. You see? And because uh, knowing myself and the nature of knowing yourself is that you love yourself. You have a natural appreciation for your own existence. And naturally, if you know yourself through love and through wisdom, then you don't want to create any conflict with any aspect of yourself. So you are blessing every aspect of yourself to move and to flow in harmony, you see, naturally. And this is compassion and this is wisdom, you know. So the world, uh, we speak, everybody speak the world, the world. The world is a good place, the world is a beautiful place, the world is a, is a miracle, the world is, oh, it's a bad news, uh, everybody, you know. And each of those views we have, those views are not consistent. Sometimes they change. Maybe you're living, you feel I'm living in a beautiful world. Then you lose one leg and it becomes this terrible world. You can't wait. You see? And yet there are some people in this world who they, they are... You know there, there are some beings... I just use this example very, very casually and very spontaneously. But there are some beings who have a strong attraction to remove their legs or remove an arm. It's like it gives them a tremendous pleasure. You know that these uh, there are people like this. Yeah, they want to cut off one limb. They want to be an amputee. It's like an ambition. <laughs> you know, they feel strongly. I want to cut off this leg, and they go and cut off the leg because somehow some power drives them to do these things. And then when they have it done, they are very happy. So we cannot understand the the complexity of this world. There are so many layers of it, the psychological, the emotional, the psychic, the the mental, the causal sheaths of looking and viewing this world. So anybody who wants to understand this, I say, forget about it. Forget about it. You'll be lost in it. First, find out who you are. This is the master key. And this master key will open every lock. But you must find out who you are. When you find out who you are, you don't want to open anything. Everything is automatically open to you, in a sense, you see. But you're not interested in this. God doesn't know any locked doors, he doesn't know any secrets. For whom is the secret, you see? So I don't know who is going to understand these things. I'm sure we, of course, because it is in us, you know. This is not something you're going to go learn at university. You see. Yeah. And normally, when we talk about the states, we have uh, waking, waking, deep sleep, and dreaming state. But Maharaj have completely eliminated the dreaming state, and he is saying it is waking, deep sleep, and the knowingness. And uh, what knowingness appears as understanding is the sense I am. So basically, the I amness, the waking, and the sleeping are the three states appearing itself in the I amness. Yes. Because somehow there is a feeling of knowing of of the knowledge. So the the that's the that's the state of knowingness in which basically is I amness. The satsang is appearing in I amness. Mm. And is being understood in I amness. 
maybe Maharaj eliminated the dreaming state because, it's a, because it's he feels that the waking state. state is not different. Yeah, it's a it uh, embodies the body is a kind of another form of dreaming also. Second, it's another form of dreaming also. Yeah, you see, so he doesn't want yeah. to make a difference between waking state and dreaming state, yeah. because if you make a state a difference between waking state and dreaming state, then you will think that okay, dreaming state is dreaming state, waking state is real. But he's saying mm. no, waking state is also dreaming actually. Mm. Is another way you can put it, meaning that there is still uh, the identification leading to the sense that okay, there are. Even that there are differences. You see, you have to remember that ma- the, the 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 level mm. that uh, a jnani speaks will be changing according to who he's speaking with. Yeah. One moment he was speaking bread and butter because you are mm. bread and butter mentality. Yeah. Another one he's speaking about uh, parabrahman, and then people in parabrahman we don't even know what brahman is. You know, he's mm. speaking parabrahman. Then he also uh, tell you about parabrahman is also a concept. And then some people start to jump off bridges and stuff because they think what well, he takes everything away from us and uh, mm. you see like this. So it just depends, you know. He will he will move uh, spontaneously to the level that is needed for conversing in any moment. <clears throat> we are just to use these words and to mm, intuitively find the, the tune. They're resonating on a certain level. Be in that resonance and let that resonance do what it has to do. Don't try and drink it in mentally mm. and this is why I say don't make tattoos out of any teaching because all of it is liquid it's not fixed nothing is fixed you see. it's only appropriate in a moment and then it disappears and when it's needed again it shows up and disappears mm. Mm. when you told the Jesus story it's created a fear in me even the story about Jesus and the, the, the throwing of the seeds and this thing, okay? Yeah, something will fall into the weeds. Some, yeah. So do I need to take care of my surroundings, relationship with different people? And at this moment, still everything is getting clear for me. So it creates a sense of fear for me. I have taken you out of all of those things. <laughs> you are not the sower of seed. You are not even the one who is being sown anymore. I point you already that you stay as the awareness, you see. It's in awareness that this particular um, parable and any other parable is spoken in the awareness, it is understood in the awareness, and it will be forgotten in the awareness. You are the awareness. That's all you have to remember, that you are the awareness. If you are the awareness, there's nothing more you have to do, you see. You will only have to start to do something if you start to identify as being a doer. You see, then you have to think of me if I'm a doer, then I have to make sure I'm doing the right thing, I'm living in the right place, I'm talking to the right people. But again, he can go anywhere, you see, he can go into hell for lunch and then come back, bless everybody, including the devil, bless you, and then he can come back untouched, <laughs> you see. But the ordinary person, I remember one story of Drupa Kunli, the they call him the divine madman. This is the Lama from Tibet, and he was a bit of a crazy, a crazy wise man. No, many people love this story of him. But sometimes he was speaking to some some students. He tell them, "Don't do this," and they say, "But you do it." And he says, "Yeah." 
what is permissible for me will be harmful for you. You see? Why? Because as yet their consciousness not uh, not resolved itself, you see, in the heart. They are still thinking, they are still a bread and butter consciousness, fish and chip consciousness, flesh and blood consciousness. They are thinking of themselves as persons. So it says, better you don't go there because you'll get into trouble. But I can go anywhere. I can't get into trouble. You see? And then, if you have a political mind, he says, well, he's making a difference between him and me, as though there's a difference. Yeah, there's a world of difference. There's a world of difference. His consciousness is very subtle. You know, Jupakunli also uh, made love to his mother. and No, no sin. <laughs> you can understand these things. Also, he did many things people think outrageous. He was like that, because at the time when he manifested... In those days in Tibet, there was a lot of run by, you know, priests and they were very, 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 very religious and very ceremonious, but full of lot of nastiness underneath what you weren't seeing. Eh? They were wearing gold, but you lift up the gold, look, oh, very nasty, not good. Okay, so he, he came as, as a challenge to that type of hypocrisy, you see. And so his manifestation, consciousness manifests this Lama who did everything that... The that was conventionally terrible to do his actions, you see, and yet no one could uh, hide his divinity. One time he was in the mountains, uh, there lying around, you know, kind of like you know drinking, uh, you know, jung, uh, this uh, wine and getting very drunk, and then one pilgrim was on his horse, going to Lhasa, I think, to go and see the great Lama, you know. And this man had spent a long time preparing this manuscript, beautifully preparing manuscript, beautifully, as a present to this high Lama. So on his way, he encountered uh, Drukpa Kunli. And Drukpa Kunli said, Ah, pilgrim, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to see the great Lama in in, uh, in Lhasa, you see. Ah, and uh, what have you got for him? Because it was traditional that they bring something. Ah, I made this beautiful scroll and uh, oh can I see so he showed him the scroll oh, said, oh very good roll it down on the floor take a look oh very very good and when the man was looking together he started to pee all over it pee, <laughs> peeing all over this the man go oh what are you doing you crazy madman oh, he was oh no, no no what have you done look what you've done all the ink was bled all over the place all terrible the man was completely heartbroken. Uh, he was trying to chase Drukpa Kunli. Then he rolled up. Ah, he was terrible, no? But he continued on his journey to Lhasa. And when he came in front of the great Lama, he was saying, Oh, sir, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. And I made this beautiful present to you. But on the way, I met this madman. <laughs> he peed all over it. <laughs> so the Lama said, what, 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 what happened? What kind of madman is this? Oh, I don't know. He's sort of some, some um, the Lama, crazy Lama. Can I see? Oh, no, sir, you'll be so disappointed. I'm sorry. They opened it up, and it was all covered. Wherever he peed, it became gold. It was all gold. Everything gold, you see. So he was always behaving like this, to somehow challenge and confront the this kind of hypocrisy, you know, in very strong overindulgence in 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 grand grand behavior, religious behavior, but underneath there wasn't the heart that was true there. So these things who who will not many people can appreciate because they think that, you know, but how can anybody behave like this? 
How can that be? A, how can that be? A, it challenges your notion of a wise person or of a saint. Uh, one time, in another story, he was going someplace, and he had visited this family who um, had a child who was sick. They had a young child, just sick, and they, he was passing. They said, "Oh, you know, please, please help me, Lama, Lama, help me." What's the problem? He said. So they said, "My child, uh, this child is sick. My wife has been pregnant four or five times, and every time this child, that she get pregnant, she loses the child. You know, and now we have this one child. It's the only one that's born, and now he's sick. Look like he's dying. Is he? So Drupa only went. Said, Show me the baby. So they went there and she look at the baby. Then this is the baby. This is the baby. <laughs> he said, "This is the baby." Say, yeah, this is my baby. Our baby, please help, please help. So Jukpa Kundi grabbed the baby by the hair and pulled it out of the cot and started running down to the river with the baby, dangling like this. And the people, oh, oh no, no, they thought, oh my God, this man is a complete lunatic. Running with the baby, he takes the baby and throws it in the river. The baby in the river. When he threw the baby in the river, the baby, the people screaming, oh, what have you done? Oh my God. The baby dropped in the river. And immediately got transformed into a black dog, and start to pedal, and the dog was saying, "Jupa Kunli, you have no compassion. Why right? you are like this?" So he said, and Kunli said to them, "This, uh, you have been cursed with having this this type of child, <laughs> you know, and you know this one. I know this one. This is uh, some demon, and from now I've got rid of him now. You see, so now you're going to have next year at this time you will have a." A child, lovely child, and then after next year, this month you have another child, and they were completely. Ah, they didn't know they were completely in a mess, but everything he said came through. So this is kind of crazy, crazy behavior. Sometimes consciousness manifests like this. We all expect everybody's going to be that Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama. And then he comes, he he does these crazy things, but they could not deny his uh, greatness. And also his songs, he sang songs. He always put himself, make a joke of himself. But through making a joke of himself, he was revealing the nature of all the people. So they could look at him and laugh, but they were seeing themselves in that. It's completely free being. I don't know why I got to tell you this thing about Chukwakunli now. Just to come back to this dreaming, dreaming and waking state, mm. I really understand this that uh, uh, we can compare these two two states. They're finally, the same as uh, uh, when you read before. Just, just a small example. Last night I was dreaming. Everything was different in my life. Different glasses. Uh, some people of my family died already. They was alive. I was totally believing it, and it was the truth for me. It was mm. a very weird dream, strange and stuff, but I was totally believe in it yes. just the thing is I woke up from that dream because the, I had enough sleep you know? so can we compare this uh, waking like this also do we wake up of this dream when we slept enough who will decide what is enough we can't explain these things you see because we have no references to to compare them. Why it is one person is drawn to this so strongly? You could be twins. You have a twin, 
And one is uh, oriented towards a certain way, but one of them is completely drawn to spirituality. Who can explain why? Maybe you, we have this example now. Some I was telling recently about Siamese twins. They are joined at the head. But they are completely different individuals. Even one brain. But unique thinking, you see. It's, it's very... Uh, it's impossible to explain these things. But one thing is possible, is to find out who you are. Everybody can know. You find out who you are, and so many things are going to come spontaneously. Waves of illumination will come. Because sometimes we think that it's more important to find out about everything else except who you are. Hmm? Sri Ramana Maharshi, he put it away like this. He says, if you learn about everything and you don't know who you are, then all your knowledge is only studied ignorance. It's like you are studying ignorance. The priority for any wise person is to put the, to discover who they are. Who am I? Who is perceiving all of this? Or something is complaining inside this body. Oh, my life is so difficult. Who is speaking these words? But nobody asks this question. You see, we have to be some questions. You have to be taught to ask. And uh, this is uh, something for me, this is very, very beautiful. And uh, I remember one, one friend, she's from Italy, she brought her mother here. They came on holiday from Italy, her mother and her aunt. She said, I want them to come and see you. And they walked a long way from Brockwell Park. They came here, you know, and they came here and sat in this room in front. And for some reason, when they came here, they started laughing. They were started, the mother and the auntie, they started laughing. And it was funny because they were laughing, but they didn't know why they were laughing. They didn't know why they were laughing. Even they're looking at each other like this, because they don't know why they just feel so happy. They're laughing, laughing, you know. And then this girl who was here also, she was a little bit surprised, you know, how they're laughing so much. They're just laughing, laughing, you know. Then finally the mother spoke and she said this. She said, I'm very busy in my life, you know. She said like this. She said, I'm very, very busy in my life. I have to go to work and then go to work. I have two jobs. I have to come home and I have to cook. Look after the house. My husband is not doing anything. Okay? I have very little time. You see. I want to ask you, what is the best way of spending this little time for myself? Can you imagine? I was so touched. I cried, actually. It was I couldn't stop. I said, my God, I never see anyone ask questions like this. You see? That I have, I am busy in my life. And I have only a little time for myself. What is the best way of spending this little time? I felt it was so powerful, so open, you know. Mm. I said, you must find out who you are. This little time is enough. To find out who you are, you see. And then somehow you'll be released from all these troubles, you're gonna be released from them. Mm. And somebody else asks, you know, what is what is the best question to ask, you see? I say, who who told who who told you to talk like that? I never hear anybody talk like this. Somebody asks, What is the right what is the best question to ask? If I want to be free, what is the best question, you see? So this, this type of people is themselves a consciousness manifesting them.
the questions to them to ask like this and it's such a joy such a joy to even to hear this type of question and to meet this type of presence you know who is speaking like that they're not come with any arrogance they don't have any opinion they're not telling you oh, i believe they don't say nothing at all they just ask me what should i know with my life what should i know what question i must ask how must i spend this time i have maybe 15 minutes 20 minutes in a day that is just for me how is the best way of using this time it's beautiful it's so beautiful this question for a while now um and i don't know why <laughs> okay i just want you to tell me uh, if you have one instruction one piece of guidance one teaching to tell me now mm. what would it be I can only tell you the same thing be clear about who you're not or be clear about who you are that's all just be clear about it and then contemplate your clarity this is one medicine for everybody be clear about what is you know because everyone i hear speaking i hear ignorance i see you've not got it you've not yet understood what you are we are still thinking that you are just this person who is the daughter of this person or the husband of this person or that you're a father or you are an employee you're still speaking you see with your labels but they came after you they're not original to you they came later you have to go back to your labelless self that didn't belong there's a time you don't belong to nobody hmm? and that's what shiva say I don't belong to anybody and nobody belong to me. I don't come, I don't go. Yes, to know this to have this knowledge, you see. The mind wants to ask, yes, but when I get this knowledge what? I said, please shut up. Melt into this knowledge. into that seeing be quiet illumination come inside you you know and you come to know things that nobody taught you why why how you can know something nobody taught you because it's inside your being already you see just be quiet you see it's like i show you a mirror and you ask me how does it work i said the mirror doesn't work actually of all the things the one thing that doesn't work is a mirror it reflects the whole world but it never gets tired but whose face do you see in this mirror so just this thing whenever you say i whenever the words come i look at i don't look at what i look at you see 
Everyone is talking about what I see, what I think, what I want, what I imagine, what happened to I yesterday, what might happen to I tomorrow. Everybody is looking at the storybook of I and telling the story. You see? But I says, but you can keep on doing this for eternity. Everybody is looking at what I is looking at. But now it's time to look at I itself. Who is I? When something says I, it should be checked out. What is this I that feels lost, that feels tired, that feels pain? What is this I? Can it be found? You have to start there. And if anybody catch this I, please introduce this I to me. I've been waiting to meet the I. Then some people say, nothing's found. Nothing's found there. I said, very, very good, very good. Then my last question, who is making this discovery? <laughs> Just uh, recently I was like, uh, feeling the witnessing. And what was arising is, uh, who are you? Um, I will not say I am witnessing. There is witnessing. Hmm. But what is doing the witnessing, you see? And then you you have to push further back, something pushes further back. What is who is the witness, you see? Even the even the casual witness, the one who is not interested in witnessing at all. Who doesn't know interest or not interest? In whose presence witnessing is taking place? And witnessing of witnessing is taking place. What dwells there, is it? What is that? And answers won't do. With this question, introspection must take place, and then what will come out of this introspection? Even as you are looking, the looker, the seeker is vanishing in the discovery. Then who is going to come back to say, I got it? In the moment when that discovery happened, no more seeker is there. That independence is lost inside. Even if something says, I got it, that I got it is seen. Now it's nothing. Nobody is saying, I got it. It's just the intelligence of the being is confirming, yes, no more trouble here. That's all. How beautiful. For a while, some sort of sensory intelligence is following, tracing the movements of this body, the movements of the senses, the movement of attention, the movement of thought, the movement of feeling. Everything is sort of like tactile, kind of tactile, mm. a subtle kind of tension that is creating this, this, this this kind of act of perception and behind this is 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 a completely non-doing space 
non-identify, non-identity space. So, there is a sense of I. But there is an awareness of sense of I. To whom does that awareness of the sense of I belong? It is just there, you see. At a certain stage, we must not scratch our head. You know, you just have to go into a kind of contemplation or meditation with it. And the best is to start with that natural feeling of existence, because that's the one thing you are certain about. If we can be certain about anything, is the feeling of existence. So you start with what you are sure about. What you're not sure about, you leave it. You stay only with that taste of existence. Then you begin. You can begin your question there. What is it that exists? And what is aware of that existence? Two questions. Boom. No more. What is it that exists? And what is it that's aware of the existence? This sense of presence, I, especially by being with you, I can very easily going back there, feeling it. Actually, what happens is everybody feels a sense of presence, but what is different is that you begin to feel the sense of presence without association. That's different. Everybody has this sense of presence, you see. Huh? But the difference with the satsang is you are beginning to feel the unassociated presence, the presence just by itself, which is not searching for a context to be in, it's not in association with any person or any belief. Yeah. There is just that resonance, that shining by itself, a taste of, of existence in the body. Contemplating this is like it expands. And it's beautiful. But just any, any thought. Contemplating this is just staying as this without letting it contact anything else. Yeah, consciously. What I wanted to say that yeah. <clears throat> many things coming and uh, the attention is. Uh, yeah. And this attention uh, stops the expansion somehow. Yes, it appears to. It appears to arrest the expansion. But even expansiveness is seen and felt, you see. But for this, you. This is if there is a place to put the word practice, it's here. If I want to insert the word practice, it's here. Because why? There's a habit or a kind of a reflex for the attention to go back into identification. Because that's where the consciousness has been hanging out, is familiar with this identification. So it very easily gets into back into a place of identification and associating with phenomena. So it has to be a practice initially to hold bring the attention back into neutrality. And you feel that there's a strong magnet pulling the attention to go out and to play. Come shopping, come come shopping. Eh? And so for a bit there has to be a sort of uh, intention to hold the attention into emptiness. Don't let it go out. You see, it's like 
is like an untrained dog. You know, you take it out on a lead and then it sees uh, some other dogs, it's gone. You have to hold him back, you know, and, and he's resisting. But the more you do it, he learns to obey the pull and just keep quiet. Next time he sees some dogs, just the head go. But the body stay. Then you say, hey, like this, no? The next time dogs come, the head keeps still, but the eyes go. <laughs> then you say, wait. Then after this, dogs pass, the eyes don't go, nothing go. Then you have perfect uh, transcendence, you see. Not because the other dogs are bad or not, not because of this, but that you have to conquer yourself. Because the, the attention wants to go out, wants to connect, uh, to satisfy itself. And when it goes and touches this, it has a momentary satisfaction. But out of this momentary satisfaction, some agitation stays inside, multiply. So arresting that, that power, bringing it back. Initially, it feels unbearable and uh, uh, feels like claustrophobic. But it's almost because you're reversing the glove, you know. This is what's happening. You're bringing the attention back to stay in the source. It wants to go out to contact the object of interest. But you're keeping it in the source. Not because anything is bad, but simply by going out, it doesn't lose its power. You stay here. When you stay here, then everything is like it's very strong discipline. But after a while, this becomes natural and everything... Oh, all the world is released, everything is released. No bondage. And it can go anywhere. But when it has to be here, it can be here. It doesn't run. If you want to say like this. Yeah. I uh, sometimes feel, um, I don't know, fear or sense or my consciousness is very expanded. Very expanded. Very expanded. And then, um, like, uh, I'm outside, go walking, um, like my consciousness, uh, like a same, uh, like a sky, mm -hmm. big, very big, yeah. and then like a, I don't know, I'm looking, looking everything, or yes, I don't know, looking or feeling or what say, don't know, but. Um, only uh, not not uh, me, mm -hmm. not only personal me. Yeah. Only very expand. Yes, yes. And um, very happy. Yes, yes. Very happy, and then so I don't know what to say, but um, like the same sky. Only uh, um, I say same. Same sky, if um, some uh, crowd or something, but then um, you like sky. Mm. It's natural that the uh, that once you are beginning to remember and recognize that you're not just the the body mind, then somehow something opens up, is freed. You see? Because the body-mind is a kind of fear, it's a constriction. And so now you say there is a seeing and feeling, you don't know the difference. Well, actually seeing and feeling are the same. They become one. 
You see? Yeah. It's like you you can say you can you can see through your smell uh, and you can speak through your listening. Your eyes and your mouth, same thing. Something knows this thing. Because everything is perceiving. One perceiving. No? Mm? So this is called seeing. Seeing is not just seeing. This Seeing is perceiving. No? Yeah, so perceiving and feeling everything open. And there is no sense that you are in any particular point that you can find. There is just, you are that expansiveness. Mm-hmm. Still, the body is there. And there is a sort of uh, a sense of a kind of focus of energy around the body. But you're in behind this, in your perceiving center, you don't seem to have any form at the same time. So, of course, it's a great joy. It's a great joy to be freed from the limitation of feeling, I am this person. You see? And uh, naturally, something feels expansive, you know. And, but also the feeling of a person comes back and it's okay now because you see that it's just a sort of costume, a kind of play. And uh, memory also is there. And memory memory is the costume, actually. Memory is the costume. Uh, it puts a, a context and it puts... A, context is a good word, actually. And so the that which is uh, universal is be able to appreciate its contextual um, you know expressions you know it's okay but you're still bigger than this what you said this sense of uh, expansion is the attention is expense expense the, the the seeing is expansion but there is no expansion and yes it's a, a sort of it's a subtle uh, may call metaphysical or mm-hmm. intuitive uh, sense because we're not talking about objects here, you know. You say this balloon is expanding, you see, but it's a sense. It's a it's a subtle sense, and we have no way of measuring it. It's just what it means. Something expanding is mean that there is no more the 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 limited idea that I'm just a person, and so something opens up. It's like it's something opens up, and no one can describe precisely what is scientifically what it is. They may try, but. It's much more of an intuitive. It's an intuitive. It's a heart quality thing that you 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 cannot say to everybody this. You know, like I'm I am big like this guy. So really, maybe you'll fit into our hospital very well <laughs> with that bigness. <laughs> they don't understand this thing. Only some people understand. Of course, we know what is happening to you. Is that you know this is this is the the the. The feeling when you are when your mind is returning to its universal source, universality about it, you see. And then you're not in just a fixed position. You can you will listen to different people speak and you can somehow feel affinity with a different perspective. You say, Yes, yes, I can see I can see how it looks like this, of course. Look like this. You're not you're not solid. So you don't you're not fighting. You can just understand through affinity. Our perspective can look. We say, yes, yes, it looks like this, but have you considered like this? And they, oh, yes, yes, to broaden the the viewpoint, which is the correct view of the world of this room. This position is nice, but also looking from that position is also nice. Where, where is the front of the room and the back of the room? It's just your perception. No? All views are possible, even from the ceiling looking down is possible, but we don't get this view very much. Easy. So, which is the right view? There's no right view. 
just don't try and figure out anything. Don't try to understand anything. Just keep on disappearing. Keep on disappearing is better than keep on knowing more and more. This is not good. Don't know anything at all. The real knowledge is not knowing anything at all. While the others are studying, trying to get more and more, you are vanishing. You are vanishing. You are much better. You are vanishing nicely in the corner. Nobody notice you. The other ones are putting growing big head. Oh yes, you know we are learning so much, but you are knowing nothing at all, nothing at all, nothing at all. But when you speak, you blow them away, because they are coming from the past. You just you just vanish inside yourself. Let them expand inside themselves. You vanish in terms of knowledge. This is a very sweet feeling, I tell you. It's the sweetest feeling. When you don't have to do nothing, you know, I don't have to be clever, I don't have to be good. You see? It's not that I have to be good, actually. It's it's okay up to a point, but it's still a kind of arrogance and it's still based upon ignorance, you see. Huh? Don't try to be bad, don't try to even be good. Just know yourself, find out who you are. Hmm? Because you can never be good enough to be only consciousness. And you cannot be bad enough to be excluded from consciousness. So don't waste time with these things. You see? In the end, what is left? Whatever is left, you cannot keep. There is no keeper of that. Whatever can be taken, let it be taken. Then what is left, nobody can take. Nobody can own it. Yeah. It just you be there, be one with that. It's enough. I know these type of words that don't have corporate appeal, but uh, when you listen inside the heart, the heart knows the wealth of that. It knows the wealth of that. Uh, there's nothing can be more wealthy than contentment. Contentment means I don't want anything. I don't need anything more. At a certain point, if you come for freedom, don't keep looking back. And don't keep looking forward. Just remove all your clothes so you can get through that. That only nakedness will allow you in. You go in first completely. Because there's a lot of things telling you to wait, giving you reasons why you should not go yet. You go home into yourself. If this is you, if you recognize your calling, you go in. Go, go in. Maybe I don't explain it in the in the correct way. I don't know. Maybe people develop fear out of what I say. But I don't feel any. I have no fear about it. I I went through a period myself when there was a feeling of fear. You know, fear. You do get tested. You know, somehow that you are going to lose things. You are going to lose your sense of your. Your control, your power to 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 earn your own living, 
you're going to lose your dreams, you're going to lose your sexuality, you're going to lose... The mind pre presents a lot of fearful images to the human intellect and uh, the human mind, mentality. You know? So it, has to, it takes something. You must have to be, you have to be touched already. You cannot just go there because you're smart. It has to be touched. And that touching gives you the strength, you know, the spiritual strength. And, you know, to, to move with grace, to say yes to everything, to say yes to, to this. If you're going to look with your eyes and your mind and look with the past, you will see a lot of fearful images. But uh, just go, go, go inside yourself. Go first inside before you go outside, actually. Uh, be inside and go outside, if you want to call it like this. Find out who you are. Finding out who you are is not in, in conflict with activity or with the world. It's not, in fact. It shines benevolence on the world. But the individual mind is always thinking of an individual life, and it's locked into a very small, a very narrow viewpoint. And don't listen to what people say. They will tell you, "Oh, you're very responsible. You know, you should, you should be doing something to contribute something to this world. Nobody contributes anything more to this world than somebody who is free, actually." Not free because they hate the world and they're trying to escape from the world in that way, but to escape from ignorance and from ignorance, actually, arrogance, fear, judgment. To be free of these. Yes, be free of it completely. I don't know. I did not live a boring life, actually. Up until the point I I came to see what I saw. I wasn't living a boring life, you know, to say, Oh yeah, I'm so glad because my life was boring. No, I, in a way I felt my life was fun, no? In a sense, no? There were a lot of things you enjoy, try and but not this incomparable. This incomparable being. Yeah, nothing can compare with that. And so from then I'm telling everybody, come jump in. <laughs> jump in. Jump in, jump in. Stop jumping and jump in. Hmm. Some can listen and are pulled by this power, and others they 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 not the time, and this is okay. It's a big, big joke. I don't like to use the word joke, you know, because people misunderstand. Like ha 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 ha. It's not, not that's a ha 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 joke. It can be a little bit, but it's 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 a it's crazy. You think it's so obvious what I'm speaking and what 
actually my master has spoken this thing. And yet everybody nobody can see. We are completely blind to it. You know, it's like your 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 eyes are here but you it's like the ignorance is the thickest glasses you can wear. I would say something no inside, you know? Uh-huh. Something knows inside. Something yes, but inside. it just flashes up sometimes and maybe I don't know. We copyright the uh, I don't know what it is actually. <coughs> that is the beauty. It is the beauty in a sense. I don't know what it is. Because sometimes when you think you know something, you know, it starts to die inside you. A part of your mind goes, Yeah, I understand that, you know. And it, 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 it dies inside. The most alive thing is to is is to have the feeling I don't know. This is alive. When you think I know, is this death. Is in a sense. Uh, I don't know if you understand what I mean. Yeah. I don't know anything at all. I don't know. Who are you? I don't know anything at all. What's the world about? Nothing <laughs> about it. What are you doing here? Where are you going in your life? What do you want out of existence? <laughs> and this there's immense space and immense freedom. If it's not coming out of some depressed mentality, if it's coming just from a place of seeing, you just what you're saying is all is well actually. I don't know how it comes to be all is well, but all is well. Some of the highest, deepest, most fulfilling joy in existence that has been tasted in this body has been tasted like sitting in my bedroom on the floor in a corner. Nothing to do with anything at all. Nothing to do with anything, with going somewhere, getting anything. Just this, this inexplicable, this inexplic- inexplicable being. This inexplicable being, unfathomable, unending. That each time you look again at this kind of world in the from the old view or the old mind. It just seems completely crazy, and yet it's nothing at all. There will come a time when you you follow this advice of mine, and you go into any library, in any place, and you can look right through all the books, and you'll laugh. You will laugh. <laughs> you will laugh. Say, my God, amazing! Look at this. You laugh. Say, my God, you miss it. You all miss it. You miss it. 
you miss it. The big, big temples and it's great, it's very nice, you know, but you miss the pine, you miss it. You miss it. And yet, at the same time, not necessarily. You can be sitting on a gold-plated throne, and you don't miss it. You understand it. You can be sitting on a throne made of gold, and people are carrying you around, and you don't care about any of it, and you know this has to be the same way, and you didn't miss it. Because you cannot say, it is like this only, that only the, the naked Avadut is the only true version. No, you know. You, you you could have all the things in the world, and you still know it, and it matters nothing at all. All these things are nothing at all. It doesn't matter. The, the 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 beingness, the consciousness is producing all this theater, all this play. When I speak, I kind of like I want to clear up everything today. Don't leave something to tomorrow. Tomorrow I don't have, uh, you know. Just we speak and try and be as as total in our way of pointing as possible, so that you don't have a, nothing left over, nothing being kept aside. If you are able to, they say if you go to the ocean with a cup this size, you get that much cup of ocean. With one of this size, you get that cup of ocean. If you come with a, you know, this size, you get that much ocean. It's up to you. These measurements I'm talking about the degree of openness that there is there but in another way I can say forget all of this type of way of looking at it and and say at another moment I can say well if you if you are destined to find it like this you see and in another moment I can throw that away also and tell you, but you are this already. You know, let's find out what you think is in the way of this. That is more the highest truth. The highest truth is that you are that already. The lower truth is like you. You know, you need to really be serious about getting this. That's a lower truth. You see, and uh, a lower truth than this is that you know, you may not discover this in this lifetime. This is not helpful. But it can be a kind of truth in one kind of way. But I think the highest expression is to tell you you are already this truth. But you are dreaming that you are not this. This is for me is freedom, you see. To tell you you are this. Because this is not a kind of imagination. It's not telling you, listen, you try and imagine that. No, no, it says you are this already. hundred percent. There is never anything less than a hundred percent of this. There cannot be ninety nine percent this. There can only be a hundred percent this. But there is delusions uh, that arise that takes our attention towards, you know, some progressive path or an idea that we are our body minds and we are our thinking and some people's thinking is better than others and so on. So that's also another layer that we can read life, and it will have the taste of that layer. But what would we have done if there weren't these jnanis who came and told you, "But you are already free." What would this world be like if there were not these sages who came and told you, but you are already the perfect? If everything you heard was, you know, you're getting there, keep trying, you know, one day, somewhere over the rainbow, and 
what would be what would this world be like if there were not the sages who tell you but you there is already the freedom there's the perfection god is already perfectly here you are that let's find out why you think you are not this let's look together let me show you so that you can come to irrefutable conviction and proof that you cannot be anything other than this this for me was the liberation for me even hearing this message you see Hearing these messages sometimes, some Buddhas just popped out. They popped out of ignorance. Just hearing this message, you know, that you are already free. Ah, they just wanted just to hear this. But some they have to keep on hearing and hearing and they don't believe. And no, I don't. How can it be? I know you what I must do. And they pop, they're popping, they're popping out of ignorance. It's true. More beings have awakened in this way than any other way. But I've been reminded, you are this already. Huh? Everything else that you're talking about is only memory. It's only some sort of vision, it's some projection, it's some ideation. All of these, it's, it's conditioning, education. This is what you're perceiving, but you're not this. Because if you were the education, if you were these things, when they go, you would have gone as well. But you're here to watch them go. So how can you who are you who is watching all of this? People go, Oh wow. Wow, that's freaky what you're saying. Oh who is here? What yeah, steady yourself up, you know. Who is watching all of this? Is it not you? Yeah, 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 it's true. My God, man, this is deep. No, no, it's not deep. It's just true. Oh yeah, deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of true, yeah. But who can you be? Can you be the object that you're seeing? Can an object know itself? You see? Does the sun know it's shining? Or who is seeing all these things? I say, yeah, of course it's me, man. I'm the one seeing these things. Then who are you? The one who sees everything, even things that the naked eye can't see. You are seeing them through your feeling and through your, your subtle and intuitive perceptive powers. You are perceiving them. Who are you who see these things? Can you be seen? Wow, that's deep. No, 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 it's not deep. Who is watching deep? And eventually, somehow, each thing is like slapping the face. Hello, wake up. Hello. And then, wow, what is this? What would the world be if this opportunity was not there? If this voice was not there to tell you you are free? Everything was telling you one day, one day, keep aspiring, practice more. Come on, come on, come on, get moving, get moving. This is also an expression of consciousness, but it's not the highest. The highest is the one who tells you you are imagining you need to do something to be what you are, but this is your imagination. You are already the perfect one. But don't take my words personally. You see? You see, they cannot be freedom for the ego there must be freedom from the ego you're thinking like ego but this is already a thought in you you're not this thought you are the one who is aware of thought these things whoa they are like smelling salts under the nose of the beingness it's just kind of waking up like this so i feel that was i i feel it was my good fortune to come across this this type of teaching because maybe 
Mm. I've got a very short attention span, you know, from growing up. I was never interested in any kind of philosophy or too much words and uh, discussions. You know, I was more interested in looking at comics, you know, and pictures, looking at pictures, like pictures, drawing pictures. Words are not my thing. Pictures, my thing. So all these discussions about these things, I could not. Oh my God, no, 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 no! My head hurts. Stop, stop, stop. So how it comes that I could come and find out something like this? Yeah? Because I don't have time for. Breakdancing spirituality. It has to be something straight. Yeah, understand. And then it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> something must be there. If you want to, sometimes we look, go deeply. Sometimes I'm going deeply into the mechanism of the mind to expose, you know. And then some people see, and then they start to. In a way, perpetuate this type of being in the mind, you know, which is missing the point, overdoing it, because the mind finds another way to live by pretending it's searching for itself. So all these things you have to overcome, because you have the power you know, of the being. You are the power of the being to see through all these things. But if you start to fall in love with the images you see without knowing yourself, then you will suffer. If you know yourself first, you can fall in love with everything. You will not suffer, because you know everything is just your own self. But if you don't know yourself, you start to fall in love with things. It will suck you in. You are lost, isn't it? Yeah, you're lost. You are. You don't know who you are, and you are running after things which have no have no eternity in them. They have not. They are tr- transient imagery. And we are falling in love. That is the idolatry. It's to fall in love with what is not real, what is not true. But if the idol reminds you of what is true, yeah, then this is already something beautiful. Can I ask something? Mm. So you say that I am that. Yes. <laughs> Therefore, I'm not the personality. Because I can see the personality is immense. Yes. At some yes. point. Yes. 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 So I'm not the personality. Mm. And my belief in the personality makes it big sometimes, bigger than it needs to be. Mm. Or, but. It's a habit that just brings this personality, and sometimes I get caught into it and stuff. Like when in satsang, sometimes this it just feels less of a person. It feels so impersonal to be here, and it just list, like, listening to you just something feels very awake. Yes. But maybe when I leave from here, then the mess of the personality comes back and. Mm-hmm. And all its needs and all its stuff. Right? So, it's 
maybe before there's more of a, a depression about this, but it's not so much of a, de a, de a depression, but the more the the you tell me that I am that, so why don't I see it, or why don't I see it all the time, or um, you are seeing it. Sometimes when you're sleeping, somebody tried to wake you up. Arun. 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 Slowly you are coming into wakefulness. Each time you're called, something the sleep is still hold hold something, like you are still held by a bit of sleep. But at the same time, something called you to, to, to this awakening somehow. And it doesn't matter if the attention is oscillating between the past and the. You know, gradually you're coming to see, but I tell you, but don't pay attention or don't identify with this movement even, you see. Because it's natural, you're aware of it. And once you're aware that you're aware, you don't have to be identified with that. You can let it be. But if you think you must do something about that, then you'll identify. And then you'll, you'll feel caught up in, why can't I stay more here? Now it goes again, you see. Why can't I stay more here? Now it goes again, you see. But when you see from awareness that even this movement of going in and out is just a movement, what is watching is not going in and out. So you don't identify with this, then you're not feeling going in and out. And then somebody says, but can it be so simple? No, it can't be that simple at all. Is this what they're talking about? When Jesus told the, the story about the, the, the sower and the seeds, is this what he's talking about? I say, yes. When Moses talked about, you know, trusting God and, you know, and standing there and the, the Red Sea opened and they walked through, and it's, is this what this is all about? I say, yes, actually it is. When, when Krishna was speaking to Arjuna on the battlefield, and the Bhagavad Gita was expressed in this moment. It was this what it was all about. It completely, yes, it was about you. Where you put your attention, who you think you are, is creating all of these things. But how, how can it be? Because this is just so simple. This is when I am conscious of myself as awareness, I have no problem at I don't see anything at all. My mind just stops, it has no power. But then somehow I go back to sleep in the mind and I start to be worried, oh no, this thing is bothering me. And oh, no, no. But this is coming out of sleep. At some point, this will not really affect you anymore. It won't. You will find some days you will have an argument with someone. Hey, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Inside, nothing happening. Still, the argument seems to be playing, but inside, there's no acidity coming off this argument. It's like something is just, it's like a play. It's just like a play. Papaji told a beautiful story, you know. He was, I was looking at it and he said that there's a theatre, there's a play going on, no? There's a play going on and uh, the show is going on every day. Now the owner of the theatre is there and he he's there around, you know, to make sure everything is going fine. So he knows the play. So one day now, um, one of the actors, 
uh, is sick and can't come. And so they're saying, but how can we do? The show is going to go on and everybody's coming to the door. Well, we need somebody to play this part. So the uh, the owner of the theater says, well, actually, I can go. If it's, a, if it's an emergency, tonight I can do for you. Because I know the, all the parts. I've been watching them. No? He said, but you, you can play the part of the servant. Uh, yes, yes, I can do. Let's try. And he goes, and then the king is saying to the servant, get out of here. Get out and go outside. And the, so, yes, my lord, yes, my lord. And this proprietor, the owner of the theater, is playing all the But he still knows I'm the owner of this theater, you see. I am paying the wages of all these people, including the king, who in this role is telling me, go out. <laughs> go out. How dare you? Get out. You know, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, right. So he plays all his part very well, knowing he's not this thing. And it's the same with you. you somehow your understanding comes, but I'm the awareness. But somehow it appears that there's a role being played. I'm being addressed as a father, as a friend, as an employee, as a teacher as a disciple, all these things. But it's not really what I am. Still the role is being played. Uh, you cannot say, look, you know, this is all a dream. You know, don't call me father. You know, I am consciousness. <laughs> no, you you play you play the role. Oh, yeah, hello, my darling, how are you? Everything's fine? Okay. You need some pocket money today? Okay, I give some money today. And hey, listen, you know, you pay attention at class, okay? Okay, dad, okay, fine, go. But all these things you will speak, but in your heart you know you are beyond all these things. You will know it. But nobody can snap a finger and say you should know it, because you know, I'm not throwing magic powder in your face. You're coming into your own wakefulness very consciously, and it's beautiful like this. You see, something, the sleep is wearing off, you see, sleep is wearing off, sleep is wearing off. It's not easy. As they say for thousands of lifetimes, we are walking in some form or another. One time you were an in insect. Huh? One time you were a monkey. One time a rabbit. One time you were a lion. One time giraffe. One time a bird. You one time so many things. And now you are here now. And all the conditioning was somehow evolving to a place of understanding. Some say it like this. You see, you're not first time, you're not a first time customer. You're going up in this, you know, this is a costume party. And uh, we are coming back in many different costumes. And now you're you're coming now without costume. You're gonna you realize you're your real self in this life, you're having a chance to see. So a little bit amnesia come a little bit sometimes, uh, you know, these images from the past come. You know, all these things that come. But gradually you're waking up from them, you see. But it doesn't matter what come after a while, there is still a constant seer behind all of them. It goes like this. Then I don't know what happened. At some point, something happened. Something happened that. Uh, that even the effort to remember seems like it's a concept. You are just this. Hmm? The mind sometimes plays, but somehow it doesn't have that power. 
you don't try and work out the world no. that interest goes as well they're trying to figure out the world that in, what a big big burden you've dropped mm. they're trying to figure out how the world works you drop a big 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 potato you dropped forget about it and you find something just a quiet beingness there's just a quiet stillness within you and it is very sweet it's not your business to work out the world At a certain point, you don't see a world actually. Even it doesn't register. You see, it's just like a shadow. It's like you're looking in a shadow, a world of shadows. The most profound is your beingness. You can't get out of your beingness. The beingness is there. But the images of the world, they they're like a soup. It's just it's not so distinct. You're not looking at the world as lots of little items coming together. The world becomes like a sea, a soup of sensations. emptiness appearing in the form of a human being like inside is not holding on to any concept not any belief there's just that 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 space and that a sort of intelligence and that spiritual feeling and everything is happening around everything seems to be going on but like you don't know anything about it you don't know why this is there or why this is don't have nothing about it I don't think there are many people they are so ready for that seeing. They have to evolve to that. Because in the mind, the mind see like you are really you're really mm, losing what is valuable. When in fact you're losing what is invaluable, what is not valuable. But the world thinks that you're losing what is valuable because they value all that stuff. But you are coming to see, but my god, I don't know anything at all. And yet the prize of peace and joy, freedom and light and love is all yours completely. You who want nothing is getting everything. And the ones who are running after everything are struggling. And there's a beautiful uh, I think it's an hadith in in Islam where it said that when God made the world he gave an order command to the world he says o world serve those who serve me meaning serve those who who are open to truth and make tired those who serve you meaning make those tired who are turned towards the world it's a beautiful thing actually and why because a curse no because when you turn to the world then you will be exhausted then you will then turn to the truth first we turn to the world 
Now we turn to the self, then we turn to the world again. But it's different. Mm-hmm.